So what's the number one question about 401ks? And it really depends on how the market is treating or mistreating your 401k. Welcome guys, thanks for tuning in and subscribing to the show. I'm Eric Powers, back with you from Sky Blue Wealth. Please hit that follow button if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, and we'll dive right into today's topic. The 401k, a term that wasn't around back in a time when company pensions and widespread government pensions, which we covered in another podcast all about pensions, and we'll drop that link in the show notes for all of those pension questions. The 401k topic is always one that's hot though, because if you work for a company or a corporation, then it's highly likely that you have some type of retirement plan available to you from your employer. But the questions people have about their 401k plan change depending upon how the stock market is doing. And to be fair, the question all depends upon your age, your marital status, and where you are in your financial journey. And if you've lost your login to your 401k online account, then there are other questions, mainly to verify that you're not a robot or a hacker trying to retrieve somebody else's password. But seriously, Let's look at some of the top questions investors have about 401ks, which for many is the only retirement account that they have ready for their golden years besides Social Security, of course. Right off the bat, a question that pops up, well, there are two that stand out. One is, should I withdraw my money from my 401k when the market is in a steep decline? That's a question I typically say no to, but stick around for the long answer here. The damage you can do by getting out is far worse than the damage a major decline can do on its own usually. If your 401k drops by 27%, then you have only truly lost 27% if you get out of the market at that time, meaning if you withdraw the entirety of your 401k. Generally speaking, you can ride these things out and you'll recover your losses and be back on track. It can take time though, and that's what freaks people out. They say they'd rather lose that 27% than wait on things getting better. But when you look at it, when you look at the track record of retirement accounts, you see how the market climbs back up slowly, but surely, and then peaks again. It just takes time. I'm not telling you to close your eyes and ride out a roller coaster event with your life savings, okay? I am saying investing is a long-term activity, not just when things are going well or when things are more stable and less dramatic with the dips and the jumps. Keeping a long view is still the right move during drops that make you nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs or Rottweilers. Of course, that advice is dependent on when you have set your retirement date. If you're 29, lucky you, you can ride out most of the stock market storm as you're taking an overall sensible approach. If you're 59, things are very different. You have to pay more attention, be more conservative, And the reason is because you don't have as long to build your 401k back up the way a 29-year-old does. And if you're almost 60, you should have been advised, if you have an advisor, to take a different approach than you took in your 30s and 40s. And if you were looking at your assets on a regular basis, you maybe could have saved a giant loss if you had swapped riskier funds for more conservative ones. So even if you're doing a self-directed 401k, and a lot of people do, there are funds and asset classes that are marked as conservative. And you can look at historic data on most of those, including looking at other times that the market took nosedives and how these safer investments fared when they got dark. So the long-winded answer to should you withdraw your money from your 401k plan is no. But if you're not knocking on retirement's door, your strategy is very different from someone half your age. Get professional guidance and always be in the know about how your retirement plan is doing. 
Just know that checking in on it too often does cause some investor anxiety, but be reasonable about how many times you're checking things out. Nine times a day is overkill, and if you're doing that, I'd say you need another hobby. Now for that second question. Lots of people wonder about borrowing from their 401k. The main idea of a retirement account is to let your money work for you. To let interest work for you is mathematical magic over decades, right? Of course it is. So even though people believe that they are borrowing from themselves, when they get a loan from the 401k, they are still robbing themselves of the gains that that money would have made if it were still in the retirement account and earning interest. So if you take $20,000 out to buy a car, let's say, or to put down on a home, that's not $20,000. It's whatever that $20,000 would have grown into had you left that in the market. If you take a five-year loan, that's a long time, even when the monthly payments that you're making are putting money back into the 401k consistently. Plus, I believe it creates a bad habit that you could just borrow from your 401k again. And this does happen a lot, I know. People think that they don't have any other choice, but there's usually an alternative. And although it's sometimes painful, those other options usually don't involve robbing your future self of major funds that you'll need. And on top of this, people or you should be aware that losing your job can also have consequences if you have a loan on your existing 401k. It could happen, and it has happened to my clients, that they have to pay that loan as soon as they've left their job in a lump sum. Otherwise, they get rocked with a 10% penalty, and that is no good. And if you're probably saying the IRS shouldn't penalize us for using our own money, and believe me, you will not find me defending Uncle Sam's tax team. It's simply an incentive to leave money to grow so that you have a large nest egg for your golden years. And let's take a quick look at penalties that can hit you with 401k moves and changes you make along the way with your plan. This one is widely known, but not if you're just entering the workforce, maybe. If you withdraw funds early, before 59 and a half from your 401k or qualified retirement plan, you'll be charged a 10% penalty. Then you'll pay income tax on top of that 10% penalty because the money is actually viewed as income by the IRS. These guys are sticklers and they have very little forgiveness. Now, there are ways to withdraw 401k funds without a penalty, and I'm not encouraging this, but sometimes other options are hard to envision when you're in a very tight spot, such as a health issue. If you become disabled, you would avoid that 10% penalty, but still pay taxes on the money that you take out, unless you have a Roth 401k, since you've already paid taxes on the money invested in that type of account. Another way to avoid the penalty is to use some 401k money for medical bills that are not otherwise reimbursed by other means. So these bills need to have occurred in the same year that you take the money out of the 401k, FYI. Yes, there are lots of technicalities, so please get guidance before you borrow from or withdraw from your 401k, because you could lose a lot more in taxes and penalties than you could possibly imagine. And not to mention losing out on the returns since that money is no longer invested, right? Now, there are some penalty exceptions for the death of an investor who leaves their 401k to a beneficiary. And if you owe the IRS money, you can pay them from your 401k to avoid the penalty. I guess they figure that they prefer that you pay your late income taxes instead of paying a penalty. So there are also loopholes for first-time homebuyers and paying for higher education. I'm sure you've heard of those. But again, when there are other options, please use those instead of pulling your 401k apart. 
Just avoiding the confusion of some of these government programs is enough reason to leave your retirement account alone. All right, we're about to take a closer look at some other questions about 401k retirement accounts. Now, as of the time of this recording, Secure 2.0 has recently been passed, meaning the rules will change a little bit for plan participants and their retirement accounts. So what are matching contributions? And the short answer, it's easy money. This is when your employer matches what you've invested in your 401k. You can consider it growing your money before your investments move up even a dime in the market. Your company may match just 50% of what you invest, but still, that's easy money. For example, you drive or work for Amazon, and you automatically send $70 a week into your 401k account, and Amazon matches 50 cents on every dollar that you invest. That's 35 bucks. No brainer, right? Keep in mind, employers set a limit on how much they're going to match overall. So for an example, because we're picking on Amazon, for every $1 of employee contribution that you make, up to 4% of your eligible pay, Amazon will contribute 50 cents to your account in the form of a matching contribution. So basically what this means is 50 cents on the dollar up to 4%, you can get up to a 2% match. Also note, in this case or any case, catch-up contributions are not currently matched. Now folks, keep in mind Secure 2.0 has just been passed, and one thing that will be coming up is automatic enrollment and automatic contributions, which is actually a really good thing, and we should have done it a long time ago. Of course, you would have the option to opt out. Another common question comes up about being vested in your 401k plan. Being vested relates to requirements to receive those matching contributions. Now, just as a note, you're always 100% vested in your own contributions. But in the context of the retirement plan benefits, vesting gives employees rights to the employer-provided assets over time, which gives the employee an incentive to perform well and remain with the company. A vesting schedule is set up by a company to determine when employees acquire full ownership of those financial assets. So using the Amazon example again, they require three years of service to be eligible to receive the matching funds that are within the 401k. A year of vesting service is defined by Amazon as a calendar year in which you complete 1,000 hours of service. So again, the devil is in the details, right? It always pays to check the details on any retirement plan, even if you think you know how it works or coworkers tell you their version of those details. Reading the details is certainly not as fun as ordering stuff from Amazon, but it can keep you from being let down years later due to confusion. And having access to a knowledgeable financial professional is a great idea, whether you're using their service regularly or just a couple of times a year during job changes or other life events. Before we move on, I have to add a small disclaimer here. I am an investment manager and I am not endorsing or recommending Amazon or any other company. Okay, let's get back after it. Speaking of life events and job changes, that will lead us into another crucial question people have about their 401k. What should you do with your 401k when you leave a company to go elsewhere or start your own business? Under the new Secure 2.0 rules, I think that there's a portability provision that makes it easier for small balance accounts which is an important point because I don't think it's your intention to donate your 401k to Jeff Bezos or your employer. So here's a quick list of four options and then we'll break down the details. Number one is you can withdraw your money. Number two is roll it over into a new IRA account. Number three, roll it into a 401k of your new employer. And number four, you can leave the 401k intact at your old employer. So if you withdraw the money though, there are obviously going to be repercussions. If you aren't 59 and a half, then you're going to pay a penalty. And as a reminder, that penalty is 10%, but that's on top of the tax that you would normally owe because it's treated as income that year. 
Now, you may avoid the penalty if you meet one of the exceptions we talked about earlier, but the taxes are not avoidable on early withdrawals. Now, if you roll the funds from your 401k into a new IRA, you avoid penalties and tax because you're not actually taking possession of that money. It remains in a protected tax-deferred account, and that's good news. This is typically done with the help of a financial advisor, and one of the primary reasons is so that you don't unintentionally take possession of those funds. So there is a 60-day rule, it's a 60-day window, that if you did take the withdrawal, if you actually took possession of the money with the full intention to then put it back into a tax-deferred IRA account, your prior employer retirement plan is required by law to withhold 20% for federal taxes, which is the advantage of having it done with the help of an advisor as a transfer. Okay, let's see. The third option was to roll over your old 401k into a new one with your new company. This is the hands-off option if you prefer the benefits coordinator to move the funds over for you. But of course, be aware of what that 401k offers. You don't have to get into the trenches with this option, but you, of course, don't want to get blindsided either. It's your money, it's your savings, so be in the know as much as you can, of course. So the last option for your 401k when you leave a company is to simply leave the money where it is, and most companies do allow this. You just have to check with human resources. If the plan there has done well, then there's no big issue here, but you may want to compare it to the 401k investment options that you have at your new job. Plus, and you can believe this or not, you could actually lose track of your 401k account if you change jobs several times over your career. And this, again, is something that Secure 2.0 is attempting to address. But think about it. If you were to leave this, and then you were to change employers, and then you were to leave that, and you have two or three or four of these 401ks that are left out in the wind, it might even be hard for your heirs to track them down. More times than not, people do consolidate their accounts, but of course, this is one option. You can leave it where it is, if the plan allows it. All right, we've covered a lot of ground, so I want to recap a little and close this out. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you found this topic helpful. All right, the recap. And to summarize our 401k conversation, there are a lot of nuances to deciding if you should take your money out of your 401k early due to life's difficulties. But as basic as I can make it, 401ks are meant to be left untouched. And that's how you get the maximum benefit from them. Next, borrowing from your 401k. Well, it's not as painful as actually withdrawing. You're still taking an investment hit on that investment growth. And I didn't mention this point earlier, but if you do leave that job at some point and there's a loan against that 401k, it is possible that the plan makes you repay that loan or it gets treated as income and a withdrawal that year. There are some circumstances where you can avoid that hated 10% penalty for early withdrawals on your 401k. Remember, it's critical for you to understand the guidelines and rules because they can cost you major money if you don't meet the requirements and withdraw the money right away. Matching contributions from your employer are gold. Take advantage of these. Maximize them as soon as you can. Remember, always find out how long it takes to become vested in your company retirement plan. And we just discussed the four ways to handle your 401k account when you leave the company. My least favorite option is withdrawing the money. Moving it to an IRA or sliding it over into your new 401k plan are solid moves. And leaving it inside of your old 401k is okay, but deserves a hard look before taking that route. Thanks for listening, guys. And you know what? There are tons of questions still on the table for 401ks. We barely touched on Roth 401ks. So please reach out with any questions that you have about your particular situation. I am glad to help. You can contact me at eric at skybluewealth.com or call 860-368-0827. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.
Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.